Ready, ready, <clears throat> ready for the, ready for this. Oh, intro. I got the energy. I got the energy ready, man. I pumped up. I got, got that bread energy. Whew. Yeah, I, I got carbs in me now. I have pasta and bread in front of me. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of Three Hours Later. I'm joined with Alex. Hey. And Mike. Hello. And the world is ending or something. Um, we we are all going through a lot right now with the coronavirus going around. And so we want to offer you an egg in these trying times and just have a another kickback episode where we're going to be talking about what we've been doing. Um, so welcome to Three Hours Later. Again, Matt, Alex, Mike, we usually get together, review something that we've done for three hours and then uh, get together and talk about it. But this week is a little bit different. So here we go. So I did the, joke, I been, did the Joker thing. Been 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 a cool week, huh, guys? <laughs> yeah. So I was looking back at the last time we recorded one of these, and how we're just like, "Oh man, the coronavirus is ruining my video games," and then now people are dying in Italy. I do believe, though, I did say I felt like a dick for saying it. Yeah, I mean, it was. A I do like, definitely that's, more that's, now, though. <laughs> right, but that was like a collective. That's how all of us were. We're like, eh, you know, it's. It's not that scary, but then it got really scary. It was like the yeah, narrator should be saying like, and then it was, they learned. Yeah, should listen. Be. <laughs> and <laughs> then all their buttholes closed collectively. With yeah, it's water. like uh, Ron, Ron Howard spoke over me. <laughs> it's going to be okay. It wasn't. It was. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> These yeah, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a damn. So yeah, it's um, been two weeks since we've talked to each other. And it, leg- it I swear to God, it feels like it's been a year. But I'm proud of us because we are practicing uh, social distancing. I'm in uh, self-put, uh, self-isolation right now. I'm on day six. Um, I am lucky enough that I have a job that lets me do that for now, but I do have to go back to work uh, at the end of this week. And Alex, you're working from home. Uh, but Mike, you're kind of in the, the shit of it a little bit. Yeah. Hey, guys, did you know that I'm apparently an essential part of the economy? How does that work? Like, How are you essential? So because uh, of where I work, and I know we never say where we work on here, but uh, it's a place that rhymes really closely with Best Buy. Um, it, Best Western? Yeah, it's Best Western. No, um, because we sell the things people need for teleconferencing, for like homeschooling, for um, uh, work from home people that are out there right now doing everything, like somebody has to stay open to get that stuff. So... I'm not happy about it, but I do understand it, and I even agree with it. It just sucks because I'm looking at people I care about that like, hey, good, you're staying at home. By the way, you can't come near me because I'm in the soup all day. Yeah, it's kind of what I thought was going on was that would be the reason why you would stay open over there is to keep everyone going in the techn- technological age because it's, I mean, it's really coming in handy. It's not, it hasn't been as bad, at least for me, is because I have a lot of you know, stuff that connects to the internet. So I'm like entertained all hours of the day, at least. Well, we talked about it a little bit before we were recording, but like, it, it's been kind of wild, like watching these people that have never had to learn this. And they've always believed like, Oh, I can't learn that. That's too difficult. Or, Oh, you know, I'm technologically illiterate. It's all of them having to collectively go, Oh shit. I don't get the option of being technologically illiterate anymore. Like they have to learn how to do this stuff. And so and more so ignorant. I mean, they're like, they're Proudly. holding, yeah. They're holding back, and I have. Well, that's lot- the thing is, I, I feel like a lot of them aren't proud now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, you know, we're we're all going through this, even even the listeners now. So we don't really want to focus on that that much. So let's have a let's have a stress relieving happy episode. So what have we been doing lately? A lot of things, 
came out at least at the right time to be self-quarantined man yeah uh so we'll get into like the a couple of games i've been playing a lot uh when we get into like some of the main stuff we talked about today but like i've i'm still working a lot and i've been taking a lot of solace and just kind of some of my comfort shows like after last week when we talked about um uh, Firefly, good lord, man, feels like seventeen <laughs> years. Um, we talked about Firefly. We kind of got into like shows that ended well, and it made me think about Parks and Recreation because we talked about that a little bit. So I'm halfway through rewatching that series. Uh, it's one of the my favorite series of all time. Like it's so good. If I could just get rid of season one entirely, it'd almost be a perfect show. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think um, a lot of people talk about The Office. And Office is good. Like, I like The Office, but I think Park, Parks and Rec is the better show. I think Parks and Rec has the heart. Yeah. It does. It does. It just, it always makes me feel good watching it. In every episode. In Office, it kind of just, like, hit and miss with certain things. Um, I don't well, know. I yeah. think, like, I think Parks and Rec on season three kind of hits its groove, too, where they realize nobody has to be the bad guy. Like, everybody can be likable. Yeah, that's and true. Or Chris Pratt went crazy. It is really funny watching that show in the beginning and just seeing Chris Pratt going like, huh, that dude becomes like the sexiest guy in the world in, in a couple of years. That's really <laughs> weird. Because like he's, he's like making... he's like 300 pounds, schlubby dude, and just like looking at him yeah, going like, I looked up to him. Yeah, and then going like, wait, you become Star-Lord and all you had to do was work hard and eat right? No. <laughs> I'm very uh, envious in his improv of his lines too. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. The Kim Kardashian uh, blooper is the... One of the highest forms of comedy ever. On top of that, actually, topical was the, uh, the there's a blooper about him talking about wiping and how like no matter how much he wipes, there's always a little bit of poop on the toilet paper. And he does like a little rubbing a, mar- little rubbing a marker, little sniff at there, <laughs> and you just Aubrey Plaza just couldn't hold it back. Yeah, losing it in the back. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the best damn show. It just like legitimately, I'm very thankful for that show because there's been a lot of really shitty days lately. And when I'm watching it, I just I don't think about them. I I'm just happy for like 20 minutes at a time. Uh, also, I've been watching Dave. Have you guys heard of this show at all? It's on FXX FXX Triple X. No, I think that's so, the porn, Mike. <laughs> are you guys familiar with Little Dicky, the rapper Lil Dicky? Yes, yeah, pretty big on YouTube. So it's a show starring him. Um, and it's a fictional tale of how he ascends to become the greatest rap god in the world. And uh, I watched it just because I, I like Lil Dicky. I think he's funny. And I expected it to be like a really stupid, like Lonely Island style, like a show that was just a complete spoof. Is, or, is that why uh, Never Stop Stopping's up there? Oh, I f- uh, yeah, because I was thinking <laughs> about that. I was like, I need to watch that. Um, but I figured it'd be either that or it was going to be like Fly to the Concords, where every episode was just kind of built around a conceit that got you to a song. Turns out it's actually just a really, really good story about this dude's life, and it's really funny. Um, there's only even like one performance in the first episode just to kind of establish he's legitimately good at his job. And then the other episodes are just kind of about him going about becoming famous. And it's it's kind of crazy how much I like this show. It's really good. Like, it's kind of sweet. The last episode, uh, episode three aired. And I think it's one of the most honest looks at what a relationship is like. And like when you finally trust somebody enough to tell them all your weirdest dirt. Um, but it's a it's a very good show that I expected nothing from. I know of Lil Dicky on, on quite a bit, like different songs. I know what got me into watching his uh, 
his songs was just um, him making a, like a music video and just going around like different mansions and just asking people to like yeah, yeah there. he basically like like did it for a very low cost. That's that's the one that got me into him too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it sounds funny, and I think we need shows like that right now too. So I definitely need to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's on FX. It's on Hulu. It's great. It's on Hulu. Do it. Hulu. Hulu's my. What about you? Alex, no, I hear Mike. Yeah, I said Hulu. Oh, oh, that was you. I thought that was Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, <laughs> good segues. That I've I've been binge watching the Hardy Quinn series hard lately. I gotta, yeah, I gotta get back into that. I I love what I've seen, but it's kind of hard to watch because it's on a what, uh, WB, what no the DC whatever st- DC streaming service. They're like the one I mean, show that's on there. It's it's on there, but also. There's another way you can watch it right up now. until recent up until yeah. recently. Yes, that that's why I haven't you know uh, finished it yet. But yeah, oh, it's but, so uh, funny. It's so funny. It's, it's good a mixture it's, of like it's so a, like brutal and yes. like slapsticky and mm-hmm. kind of bizarre humor. Yeah, it's it's wild. Like the show. I mean, I know they marketed it based on like it's it's over the top and it goes crazy and holy shit, does it ever? Like it is it is not playing. Reminds me of like a, I guess like an MTV kind of cartoon show. Yeah, yeah. At times, it just it gives a good like adult humor with just enough drive on each each episode. Is it's like unique driving force, and you never know who's gonna pop up and show up. And it just the 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 way they use these characters, like we're so familiar with like Batman and Joker, and they just like do a twist on them and it's just like even the villains i just i just want to like like the villains i I, Clayface and uh king shark and and they're just like they're so funny and unique in their own way and i just like man i just want to be on their team yeah and it puts on like the whole like uh rogues gallery right for yeah oh dude the the version of bane in this show is my favorite iteration of bane it's it's god (laughs) it's the voice uh, he does the voice. It, the voice in the show. He's just like, "Oh, everybody's here to have a party!" Like it's, but it's the Bane from the comics doing that voice. Um, yeah, that show. I forgot I had watched that. Like I watched that entire series in one day. Uh, that show is great. Like yeah. I'm very excited for season two now. And it just it's the modern day Harley. Yeah, it kind of uh, is similar to like the the movie, uh, the Harley Quinn movie. Where, yeah, you know, she she loved Joker and she's kind of becoming her own own thing and doesn't doesn't need no man. I I and think this might even do a, uh, this might do a better job of like showing um kind of like the the just the emotionally abusive relationship they're in. I think this does a really good job of explaining like hey, it's not that she's dumb, it's that some people are kind of broken and other people take advantage of it. Like they make her wildly sympathetic in this show. Yeah, and I definitely need to finish that one because I, I, like I said, I enjoyed what I saw, and because of that, it was not what we were expecting. Um, even Stacy, before the movie and before the show came out, hated Harley Quinn, but now she actually really likes Harley Quinn, and I think that's a lot of people right there. Like I, I didn't like Harley Quinn mainly because people ruined it, where they're like, you know, I, I want to be his Harley to his Joker because I don't understand toxic relationships. And that's the thing too. It, it finally catches up with like modern times where that it was bad. Like you understand, and, and it's almost like the character got woke and it was like, "This is not a good thing for me." And well, yeah, so I, the I'm writers glad are they, like, "People are attaching to the wrong part of the character." Yeah, so it's, well, they it's did. Awesome. Like that, they did for too long. Yeah, 
too long. Yeah, like this is 2020, and we're just getting into her own story and her as a person. And we've seen that uh, kind of evolution a little bit with Poison Ivy taking effect. I think it was what the um, oh, what series was that when they when they finally become together um, as a as a couple. But you, you saw a little bit of that, but it was more just like her without Joker, but never the reasons and never got in depth with it. And yeah. I think this is like the year of Harley Quinn. So if you haven't seen the series, I highly uh, suggest it and definitely not for kids because um, they do cuss. <laughs> they they cuss. They, the violence is Unless is those pretty... kids are cool. Yeah. <laughs> While they're home. Cool. And... <laughs> so, yeah, I've been I've been watching that. I've been watching um, binge watch the series called On My Block season three on Netflix. It, that one's also a really good series um, based on. LA with um these uh, uh. It's a letter letter Kenny reference. I did you break Alex right now? I think Wait, I did. sorry, it uh it cut out. What was that, Matt? I said LA. Oh no, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that at all. It was like five seconds. I like didn't <laughs> oh, catch it just, any of that. It was wild. He said that, then it was just you were silent. I was like, oh no. Oh, we've pushed Alex <laughs> <No>. too far. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Don't talk to Alex <laughs> like you. that. You just hear a knock on your doormat, and Alex is standing there like, this has been a long time coming, you piece of shit. <laughs> and it, it focuses around gangs, but it does a twist to it where these kids just get in the middle. It's almost like Scooby-Doo in a way where like they have to solve a mystery, <laughs> um, but there's no like talking dog. But it's, it's, a, it's good humor mixed with, I don't know, family issues and, and real issues, but it almost like borders the line between the two. Like, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? And it just, it it does a really good job and it doesn't ever get too overwhelming in the drama. Um, they do like funny, well, like they just get into funny scenarios and it just, what was it called? It's on my block. Um, the third on season. My block. Okay. Yeah. The third season just came out and binge watched that. What are you watching it? What are you watching it on? Netflix the TV, man. Oh, I have one of those. I just added that to my shitty queue on Netflix that never works right. Okay. Oh, I uh, think you meant so like, on. don't watch this because it's shitty. I'm like, fuck you. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Let me know if you like it. And if you don't like it, um, just, you know. Don't tell you. Don't don't tell me. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, <laughs> like, a-hole. Hey, what about that show we both like, right? And just move, I guess. He he. Oh, man. Didn't you guys in the? I swear to God, I think it's been the last weeks. Did you guys both watch Love Is Blind? Oh, uh, Alex got shit. way further. Than me. I watched one episode. <laughs> okay, okay, wow, Matt. Seriously, I, I watched it so we could chat about it because I know you were I just. For it. Oh, okay, I, I still kind of am. I, I. It's just, it's kind of a hard watch for me. I guess it but is not, a hard watch. Not, I'm not in. I'm not not into it. I guess. Okay, so the best way to watch it, don't even watch the series. Watch on it's uh, Miss Mojo on YouTube, and it's like the ten most cringeworthy, cringe, is it cringeworthy or cringe? Yeah, cringiest, cringeworthy. Uh, uh, uh things yeah, that I happen on the both. on the show. And there's so. All right, Alex, give me your top five. Top five. Gotta, gotta no, do the, the, the watch Mojo voice. There's this one woman, Jessica, and they don't see they don't see who they're trying to. Uh, fall in oh, love yeah, with. So the, so yeah, the yeah, whole premise the is these people are in a uh, literal blind date where they talk to each other behind a wall and they get to know, know each other from what I assume is like weeks. 
without ever laying eyes on each other, just knowing each other's voice and, you know, what, what their interests are and stuff like that. And then eventually they will decide, you know, who they want to marry, you know, from this one week of, of, of knowing each other without seeing each other. And then they have to go through with a wedding potentially. Yeah. So they, yeah, they chat and they get to know each other. And like within like two days, someone proposes and they're like getting down on one knee and like, Oh my God. Yes. I found my forever, whatever, whatever. And it's then they punk. finally see each other. And like, and then, and it's weird because the only time like love is blind where they're actually in these pods and not seeing each other is like the first episode. And like everyone is already proposed to and engaged. Like it moves really fast. Then they see each other and then just like fly them off to Mexico. And they're like, <laughs> you guys are, there's like five couples that end up getting like proposed to and, and engaged. And, they see each other, they hang out, and the worst part of this show is a woman named Jessica who fell in love with two men in the pod. She's 34, hey. and the hardest okay, thing is her. She's the one that's 10 years older than the other one? Yes, right? 10 years older, and she made a big deal about it. Yeah, that's all she talked about, at least the first episode. Uh-huh, and she said yes to, obviously, she didn't really care for to him. To both. And she was still hitting on the the another guy that was proposed to another lady and it just like she wanted everything that she couldn't have and it was just the worst thing because she was getting drunk a lot <laughs> she was flirting with the other guys and, and at the very end she reality show to find out your problems she, yeah and then she didn't and at the end she didn't end up with anybody spoilers alex oh, oh no. you could have seen that from episode one <laughs> no, she yeah, is the I, worst you can hey let's not forget about the uh the amazing hosts that show up once an episode, maybe. Nick and Vanessa Lachey. The uh, the 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 first episode, I just died because you know uh, the, uh, Vanessa Lachey introduces herself, and then Nick Lachey just walks out like, and of course I am Nick Lachey. Of course, I, <laughs> I mean, out. how do we? How do we? How, he's always around. I, like, which, I haven't heard your name in ten years. Which in sync are you? Oh wait, I forgot he was even married to Vanessa, and didn't. What was she on? Was she on like E or something? Probably. I, I so, totally forgot like about him entirely. <laughs> I forgot about her too. I forgot I about knew, both, really. I, I only knew him from being Jessica Simpson's husband. Right? I'm very out of my element right now. Pop culture, I gotta, E! News! This is the Pokemon for me of uh, pop culture. <laughs> no, are you going to say who's my favorite what? Nothing. I don't know, man. <laughs> Remember when... Chicken of the sea is a chicken. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Oh, uh, actually, yes, I do remember that. I forgot all about that. I thanks. I cleared that out of my brain to make space for other Spider-Man facts, but now I remember that again. <laughs> oh man, what was what was Peter's uncle's name? Pete. No shit, Steve. <laughs> I'm sure there's more, but that's all I could remember. I know there's like some movies in there. It's, so yeah, and with Love Is Blind, if if you like trashy TV, and apparently there's a hole in my heart for it, that's that that kind of feels it. I want to send you that YouTube link right now, just so you could hate it with me. I had intended to watch. I had intended to watch the show with you guys, and then the world started falling apart. And I was like, I need shows I love again. Yeah, it's, <laughs> where's my it's, Parks and Rec? I don't have time for these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's partially why I didn't didn't finish it. Um, so I uh, just last night I watched Extraordinary. Um, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to ask you how good it was because I was. 
After you said when you told me what it was, I was pretty excited to watch it, but I just yeah, haven't it's, yet. It's um, it was built up to be the next what we do in the shadows. It's not quite, and it is kind of entirely different because it's more of a, ro- a romantic comedy, but it involves like ghosts and satanic rituals and puking, puking up ectoplasm. All right, I'm into but, all uh, this. It, it, it's a fun movie. It's just it is very dry, and of course, I I do like that, but it I I can recognize that this. It's kind of too dry for some people, but it's, I recommend it. Check it out. It's kind of in a, um, a small release right now. It has Will Forte and a lot of uh, Irish actors. And I appreciate that Will Forte didn't do an Irish accent. That I do kind of want to hear that though. I mean, now, I that, now so that it's on the table. Other than that, I caught up a, a little bit on My Hero Academia, um, which uh, Mike oh, yes. finally started to watch. Yes. Yeah, that so show's good as hell, about, dude. Yeah, now we how can talk you get? about how great of a show it is. How far did you guys get? I'm like twenty. Tell me. I'm like twenty-two episodes into this show entirely, so I'm still way, way in the beginning. But it's really goddamn good. I'm four episodes from being caught up because they're not dubbed, and you know, screw you if you don't think that the dub is amazing. I absolutely <laughs> love this series. I, I, I was like raving about it, um, and I forget how I even got connected with the show. And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And I binge watched it like crazy. Like when this hits, like it hit me as much as it did with Invincible. Like it just connects. And I just, one, I love like the underdog story. But just just the way it tells a story, it doesn't even focus on, the this newer season doesn't even focus a lot on the main character. It focuses yeah, on, on so many different characters. So the thing that surprised me, because you guys know that I've been, I'm just, I don't dislike anime. I'm not like anti-anime. It's just, it's just not my jam. Like I haven't been into it in a long time. And I had heard about this show forever. I know you guys had talked about it and I was like, Hey, cool anime. I'm happy for you. Whatever. But I just never, I never in any way paid attention to it. I didn't know what it was about. I assumed heroes because of the name, but like I, no clue. Well, yeah, and to be uh, to be fair to you, I mean, there's like new animes every every week. To be fair, yeah, uh, there's new animes every week, and I I see that too at least. Like I see memes popping up from new animes, but it's like literally every week there's a new big anime. So you know why why this one? Why keep up with it? Well, yeah, and that was the thing. It's like for me, it was uh, this came up like this bubbled up into my consciousness at the same time um, Attack on Titan did roughly for me. Yeah, and I tried watching Attack on Titan because people knew uh, that it knew what I liked. Were like, "Hey, given what you've liked in the past, you'll have Attack on Titan." I think I got like five episodes in it, and just it's cool. I get why people like it. It's just not for me. I didn't want to watch it, and so I kind of for some reason just put this with it. And then I saw what the characters looked like, and I saw like an action figure for All Might, and All the Might, yeah. uh, I just kind of dug the design of him, and then. I don't know. I started looking at more stuff and I was like, hey, this kind of looks cool. Then I started watching the show and from episode one, like by the end of episode one, I was super into it. I was like really excited to continue watching it. It's really goddamn good. Yeah. I even got emotional from the first episode when it's like going over uh, Midoriya not having a quirk and this is all that he wants, but he's We should probably explain the world a little bit if you guys, just so people, if they don't, have never seen it. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a, so it's a superhero hero world. It's almost like Heroes, the show, where just one day people got powers, and this is the world that they live in now. But they've set up like uh, academies to teach people how to harness their powers, and um, 
you know, some some quirks. That that's what they call the superhero powers. Is it's a quirk. So some abilities are really powerful. Some are just stupid and weak. Um, but it's kind of what it's like living in a world where superhero abilities work and I, I mean exist. Well, yeah, it's cool that the show's not afraid of showing like some abilities are outrageously dangerous. Some abilities are just stupid. Like this is a better X Men show than any X Men show I've ever watched. It's really good. And the uh, the main focus is, is about this kid that you know he, he was born powerless. It's pretty common, but uh, he still shows that he is a hero, and then eventually does get powers. Hmm. Hmm. I'm very inter- I'm hmm. very into that. That sounds really good. <laughs> you are. Into I mean, that. like just continuing on because it it's a long series. I did not. I. I was not prepared when I sat down to watch this. I thought I was going to, it was, I don't, again, it's stupid on my part. Cause it's again, me just like conflating it with attack on Titan, but like, there's not that many episodes of attack on Titan. If I wanted to watch that whole thing, I could probably knock it out in a day or two. And then I sat down for this and I was like, all right, let's see how much of this I can get through. And then looked and just saw season after season after season. Every season has a shit ton of episodes. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah this is like a straight up. This is proper ass anime. Yeah, like a new DBZ where there's only four seasons, but it's like 30 episodes a season or even more. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're up now living in a world 80, where we need... 88 episodes? 80, I'm looking yeah, up. and we're... So that's about 22 episodes per season, roughly. And, you know, we're, we're in a world now where everything's like 10 episodes a season. Yeah, but the best thing I can say about it is it's so good that I'm happy to invest that many episodes of it to watching or invest in watching that many episodes of it words are hard it's really good. it's really original too. too yeah there's a few movies son of a bitch <laughs> i think you, you uh, have to watch was... a movie at the end of season two i believe and there's another one a newer one it doesn't no that was yeah that one says like they go to an island you don't have to watch that in sync but the <laughs> there's like two i believe or am I, thinking the I haven't watched one? any of the movies, but is, is it like uh, Dragon Ball Z where the movies don't really matter at all? Yeah, like they get a summer job in, at like a, a super high-tech island. And so like All Might gets an invite and so does, you know, obviously Deku does. Um, and some of his classmates get jobs as waiters there. And of course, there's a there's a villain on the island because this island is, has like, it's kind of like, like an electronic show, like the Las Vegas show. Uh, but oh, it's yeah. like this big thing that's happening, and of course, there's someone who's trying to abuse, try to get the stuff. Um, <sighs> yeah, and of course, right. he tries to stop uh, it. <laughs> it's good. Quick, I actually liked it, but you favorite, don't have to watch it within the seasons. Favorite hero? Well, from I mean, besides like, for me, Deku would be my favorite because I love the underdog story. I love when he has a heart of it. But do you want me to say like besides that? Besides no, no. I mean, Deco's no. Deco's a legitimate answer. He's a he's a great character. It's it's more than him being the protagonist. I think his actual his design's really cool. His personality's really cool. His powers, his origin, everything's really good. Yeah, for me, as far as I've gotten, it's it's mainly Deku, which is because I haven't got to the point where you start getting to the meat of a lot of the other hero stories, with the exception of All Might. Yeah, I think for me, it's even going to be All Might. Just and you know, they're flat out the two main characters. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's good. A- you have two good main characters in a show. That'll make me watch it. Yeah. You'll love, um, I forget his, on season four, it's Lemillion. Lemillion? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lemillion. So, he looks like yeah. he looks like Pippin. He kind of looks like, or, uh, almost not, like not a like legitimate Pippin, uh, kid. 
he yeah he does and he like mixed with the uh, Pip Boy or Tintin. Yeah, Tintin, yeah, exactly, just with blue eyes. And he has a, such a cool um, sequence in the latest season. One, he has a badass power, and he, it's so hard to control, and he he does it. And even villains are very impressed by how he can how he controls it. But his heart, his ideology, his leadership. Um, you'll see why in season no, he's, four he's, he's such he's, a big yeah, character. Yeah, he's got it all. He he's a, a true hero, and which mm-hmm. is kind of funny because I I didn't trust him in the previous season. Right? Yeah. You you kind of think he has some some underlying like tones to it, and he's yeah. It's I don't want to give too much away, but you know you learn more about his character, and you just want to root for him because he just he has what so few few people have, and that's he's ment- mentally strong. Uh, as well as like physically in his quirk, um, I think he's a great character, and I think they do more in season one and two. Um, a few of the, his classmates, of Deku's class classmates, uh, I, I forget the Fire and Ice guy that he brings up his um, powers throughout he has all cool, seasons. He has, yeah, he has a really good backstory too right now that he's kind of going through. Yeah, and um, the guy that oh man, I gotta look these up because I'm I, I read it dubbed and it doesn't it doesn't like click with me. But, I think it's Todoroki. Todor- yeah, Todoroki. Um, Sun Eater has some great moments on Dude, season four. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, Sun Eater's up there for me. Yeah, and uh, the guy that that hardens has some great moments and a multiple uh, series. Red Riot. Uh, yeah, uh, he has some great moments in season three Which and season shocking, four. Which was shocking because he's like a kind of a throwaway character for a while. Yeah, the guy with speed, I thought was going to get more of a push. Yeah, and so does. Um, where they kind of, kind of hint at Deku's uh, relationship with um, that girl that floats. I'm I'm blanking on uh, all the names right now. Gravity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's not, and I think she has like two lines of all like this this most recent season. So but far, they, yeah. yeah, but they do such a good job of that's cool because there's like ten other characters that they're focusing on the new season, and it kind of like changes out and you get to see how they get highlighted and season four is by far and i'm not going to give anything away uh when i say this but it goes it goes very hot and cold for me i think i really love season one and two but season four has some of the best episodes but not the best season so far so we'll, we'll see where it goes but i'm excited for you for mike to watch it and matt catch up because I, I could do a whole episode on this <laughs> Dude, you were so excited about it. I ate an entire piece of bread while you were talking. I'm think I'm very thankful for it. Please whole watch it. Bread? Well, a whole piece of bread. Watch no. it now. Um no one carb slut. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh one of the other things about the show that just it I wasn't expecting is the animation style is fucking fantastic. Like it looks really, yes. really unique and good. And it's one of those things where like even the moments that if it was any other show, I'd be like, all right, let's move. I want to, I want to see like the story. I don't really give a shit about the action. It looks incredible. Like the, the show just from top to bottom, it's really surprising that I waited so long to watch it. Cause it feels like it was built for me. Yeah. And it's um, interesting that you point that out. Cause at the same time that I, I was watching uh, my hero, I was also watching one punch man and love one, one punch man, but the, the animation changes in the second season and just, it, um, I, lack of a better word, it just gets worse. Like it's not as good as the first season was, and I right? Because they uh, kinda, they change the companies, studios. right? They yeah, yeah yeah. So 
and, and granted, it was it was a downgrade. I still love the story because One Punch does yeah, something great, and it just doesn't focus on One Punch. It might, it might as well not even have that in the title with the new yeah. season. Same thing with season four of My Hero. So they kind of do the same thing, but mm-hmm. you know, you, you do kind of take a step back because you notice that the animation is different. Where My Hero is, it's consist- consistently really good. Oh yes, straight through, all the way through. And the best part is like for Dragon Ball, the best part of that for me is when they're going Super Saiyan. He's he's you know, has electricity building around him. Obviously it takes like five million episodes. But that's one of the coolest things is like he's like getting charged up and you you're gonna see it. My hero takes that excitement and brings it into the full on display every time they're using a power. There's no build up, it's like boom, here's the power. And the most exciting part of going super saiyan is part of the whole episode um so that makes it just more exciting for me you don't have to wait and see and wait and see it just gets to the nitty-gritty of it but at the same time balancing a great storyline of multiple characters would you say it goes plus ultra oh definitely definitely goes plus ultra you son of a bitch (laughs) all right enough weep talk um Anything else you guys want to bring up before we dive Good, because that's the, all I got for that. <laughs> the, the, the the top two topics here? No, nah, I'm good. Because like, the top two topics are uh, literally all I've done aside from what we've talked about already. So I've been yeah. trying to play Animal Crossing, and it's such a kid-level game where I'm like 32, and I'm like, I want to play this game. But my three-year-old rightfully thinks it's a game for her. And at first, I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's play together. And I'm like, no, 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 we gotta catch fish. And it's like, no, no, she wants to, she wants to do something else. And I'm like, we gotta really focus on this task right now because I want to <laughs> build this museum. And she's not. Honey, listening. we got chores to do. We got chores. Yeah, we, we got chores to do. And so I downloaded like Roblox because it's free on Xbox, and I don't know oh, no. what That's is going on stone. on Roblox. Don't what I, is that game? I think it's like a weird. I think it's a rave for five year olds. Yeah, it's it like, is. There's it's so like, many uh, different Minecraft is games. the grandpa game for these kids. It, it it's like it's like they got like okay here's some cheap graphics and there's one game where where you you're a tank and you play the tank game. There's another game where you're delivering pizza. There's another game where you could adopt a pizza unicorn. Time. I don't know this game. What is it? What is it? So yeah, Mike, you can keep your your PlayStation sale and your Steam sale, but there's only two games out right now: Roblox and. I got pizza Roblox. Oh, there you go. I feel I like know. we should we should probably talk about Doom first because I think only one of us has really gotten into that. Yeah, I can I can speak very little of it, but I know you've been loving the shit out of it. Yeah. So uh, right now, this sounds like the year 2020. To 2020. Uh, two two uh, I guess major games have come out, and that is uh, Doom Eternal and um, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Yay! And so that's kind of like what everyone's playing right now. Um, and I, I support opposites too. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, I, I totally support Animal Crossing. Like, I'm not against it. I, I get it. It's a relaxing game. It's fun. I, I haven't played since GameCube though. Um, and I got Doom Eternal, but I'm still playing Doom Eternal, loving the shit out of it. But I'm still thinking about like, what, what, what trees would I get on my island? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was a laugh or a cough, but it was timed so well. judging but yeah so i've been playing doom eternal and i 100 percent love it it's a step up from doom 2016 which i've said on the podcast that doom 2016 is my favorite game of of 2016 
but it it stopped trying to take itself super seriously and just made a, a game-ass game. And that's what this is. It literally feels like a game from the 90s. And so it's it's kind of heavy with the platforming thing, but not in a bad way. It, I, I was afraid it was going to be uh, overly platformy. But I'm literally going up to like levels that look like a Mario level where there's like a just a, a, a whip of flames circling around and I got to jump across at the right time. Um, there's no more like, I found this dead guy and he had the key. Instead, it's just a floating key just hanging out there. Um, everything that you, if, if you ever fail at a level, it's because of you. It's not the level's fault. And I like that. Like, I'm never mad when I, I, I keep losing um, a battle like five times. I'm like, well, I could have done this. I should have done this. And it's it's a beautiful game too, and the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, I haven't played it very much. I think I've maybe played an hour of it, which is barely scratching the surface in it. But it's it's great. Like there's a kinetic energy in that game that, like I honestly haven't felt in a game since Doom 2016. Like it it just moves so fast and it's so brutal. Um, and like you said, it's just it it kind of embraces how over the top it is, where they don't even try to be, like coy about like well you're clearly jumping for a key but the key is going to be in this guy's hand and all you gotta do is shoot him in the head and so they're just like look there's a floating key just don't ask questions there's demons on earth just go you know what to do yeah these blue potion bottles on the ground for no reason it's a sci-fi game um once you get like fully powered up though i i because i know you said that you weren't playing as much because of how stressful the world is right now and so you wanted to play something a little bit more relaxing like Animal Crossing, and I get that, and I support that. But once you get, like, powered up in Doom, it's rela- relaxing as fuck because I'm, like, the most powerful being <laughs> in the game. Like, nothing can stop me. There is no... I, I rip and tear until it's done. Well, and um, what I played of it, what I liked is that you just zone out. Like, you get it, it... It doesn't feel like a shooter. It feels more like a puzzle game where it's, like, you get into a kill box, and it's like, okay, how do I get from A to B... And because ammo's so scarce and getting ammo back means doing specific types of kills, it's just this weird, like, zen combo machine that I'm playing that I, I enjoy. I think it's really fun. That's exactly it. Because um, there'll, there'll be a problem, and I know the solution. I just got to get to that solution. So, you know, if I'm low on health, I got to go chainsaw a motherfucker. And that guy gives me health. If I'm low on uh, uh, shields, I got to blast someone with my blowtorch, and I get shields from him. If I'm low on, uh, 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 sorry, the, the ammo is the chainsaw. There's, there's like a weird wheel going on here where if I ever need something in the game, there's a way that I can get it. It's just done in a brutal way, and it's great. I love it. it, it the funny thing is I don't think I felt the same rush of like, oh, my God, I'm the smartest person in the world for finishing an area since I played like Portal. Like that's oddly what this reminds me of is just that moment where you're like, I get it. And you you, st- you you like snap into action. And you're John Wick all of a sudden. Yeah, and you have you literally have all the items that you need to get the job done, and it just feels great knowing like, okay, I got I got to blast this guy with flames. I got to toss grenades over here. I got to shoot this guy in the face. I got to punch this other guy. It it does feel like Portal, where I'm just in a fast paced puzzle solving type of thing. That's pretty I'm cool. You don't really get that. You don't really get that with shooters. It's more like run and gun or. I get infuriated. Like I try to play Call of Duty. I've, I've said it on the podcast before. I try to unwind and play multiplayer online. I just get, I just get killed by a knife, and I have a shotgun to your <laughs> face. Like I just don't get that. Like I much rather be doing the killing. 
Yeah, and uh, it's it's surprising also not only because it's a shooter, but it's it's I mean for all intents and purposes, it's it's a horror game really. But you're not trying to survive. It's it's the whole Rorschach thing where it's not that you're locked in there with them; it's that they're locked in there with you. Yeah, that is that is really accurate in this game. But so that's what I've been doing. It's great. You guys, everyone should play it. Um, ten out of ten. I'm halfway done. Ten out of ten. I got huh? Wow. For, so far, I mean, especially in these trying times, this is definitely definitely my egg. And again, yeah, there is a zen, a zen moment, and once I hit that, like I'm just at peace with the world. Like I'm doing violence, and I get that. But when you get going, it's I know it's 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 zen. Don't mess oh. with Matt. Is what I learned from this. <laughs> oh no, Matt! Matt! Matt can't defeat the hordes of demons. I'm not Doom guy. That's actually one of the only things I dislike about the current Dooms is that they, for so long, embraced just calling him Doom Guy and the fact that now they call him the Doom Slayer. Well, so and in just like this, it's the Doom Guy. Well, in this game, they also call him Doom Guy, which is pretty cool. You'll find like uh, radio broadcasts and um, some someone from the Resistance is like the Doom Slayer, aka Doom Guy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played Doom. To be honest with you, no, you it's on. It. It's on Game Pass. You should try it, dude. I think I truly think you would like it. Like knowing the yeah. games you enjoy and just like the fact that you do enjoy a good shooter, I think you would really like this game. Yeah, like is I said, it? 2016 uh, Doom is my favorite game of 2016, and that is on Game Pass. So play that right now. Nice. We'll we'll wait. Okay, I'll go right now. Okay. But that's my tale of uh, ripping and tearing in, in the belly of hell. How are things in Animal Crossing? So speaking of the belly of hell, <laughs> uh, I am obsessed with Animal Crossing. It's always been one of my favorite game series. Uh, I have put hundreds of hours into each one of them, with the exception of Happy Home Designer, which was kind of a a weird like offshoot game. But uh I will I will say handily after probably playing this one for about forty hours since it came out, um, it's my favorite Animal Crossing ever. It's the one where I think they kinda nail all of the things that of what make what makes Animal Crossing good and unique while also giving so many quality of life improvements as to how the game just controls and your level of ability to decorate and design. Um it's it's really good. I really love this game so much, and I needed it so bad right now. So, uh, for people that haven't played an That's Animal Crossing game, what would you say an Animal Crossing game is exactly? And how does this one improve upon the previous games? So, the games are really weird in that they're always uh, you're always a villager that shows up to a place and you go into indebted servitude to a trash raccoon named Tom Nook. Um, to build your home and he just keeps you in a, a mob style uh, like cycle of constantly upgrading and getting better but owing him a lot of money um, but what it it's really just bizarre because it's almost like the sims and that you're designing your own home and your village but you don't have that level of granular control and it's it's really the closest thing to like a life simulator and it's almost it's not a roguelike, but there's like roguelike elements where you can go to randomized uh, islands where you collect resources and no two are ever exactly the same. And there's a crazy economic portion of the game where it's about like collecting resources that are scarce on your island and selling them at a profit. 
There's a stock market analog where a woman shows up in your town every weekend to sell you turnips. And every day the price of those turnips changes and your idea you want to buy low and sell high, just like stocks. <laughs> um, it's, it's weird, man. Like it's a, I, I've had the pleasure this week of my, my roommates playing it cause uh, she's on quarantine. So she's got nothing to do. And I happen to have two switches. So I bought it digitally. I was able to put it on both. And it's wild. Cause like I've played every game in the series for years she's never played any of them and watching it through her eyes where I'm having to sit there and be like, no, you totally got, you just have to put the two holes at this point and this point, when you stand next to the rock, you want to hit the rock with your shovel. And if you have the holes, right, it'll keep you from bouncing back. You can get eight hits on it. And and it's these weird things that over years and years of playing all the animal crossing games are just second nature, but watching somebody new to the game and go, realizing how little um, there is in terms of tutorial, it's it's crazy, but I love this game with all my heart, with all my all my rotten bad heart. <laughs> and then Alex is this is your first Animal Crossing game, right? No, no, I played it on what, what was you it? lied to me. Ah, it was, no, I played it and uh, it was an uncool <laughs> thing to do in high school, but I played it. Uh, probably was it probably like, when on? I did, I I played on GameCube. That I think that's like the first one, right? No, yeah. it was on the N sixty four. N sixty four, yeah. I play, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's kind of funny how it's similar uh, it is because I remember a lot of these characters and they kept the, the heart of it. But what they did improve was just the little tweaks of like the pacing of it. Like I, I don't have to like wait around for just a, I'm trying to think of a, of a concept like Red Dead Redemption where you want to like get the fur off an animal every single time you're spending five minutes watching this animation of, of, him, him like cutting the the fur off this animal and it's like i don't have to watch this every five minutes and animal crossing they spit up so many different different things um you could still get a good pace of the game now what i love about it too is that this is not a game you could just sit down and binge they make you wait for quite a bit of things they make you wait for updates for trees to grow for things to happen things don't happen until seasons change and when you play the game, you play the game in, in, in real time. The day, the time. is that If it's, you're playing at night, you're playing night at the game, which is really cool and interesting because you can't just sit down and just beat the game. There's really no – there is a way to beat the game, so to speak, but there isn't. For the first two days, there really is a limited amount of things you could do. You, you, you turn off and, okay, well, I have to go and get away from this game for a little bit and just come back tomorrow. And you feel a little bit of like accomplishment at the same time you're intrigued to come back to it and see what's updated. Cool. I need to get a, some fossils for the museum. Cool. I need to fish for for different things that I haven't caught yet for the museum. I need to update my my um, my house. I need to get coins. I need to get different things. So I have to use my flimsy axe to chop down trees when my flimsy axe uh, gets destroyed and so there's a lot of like balance of what you got to find to what you have to update and it just overall like it just it's just a fun thing because you're part of this island originally with with two other people and you're, you're building it from essentially scratch and i i'm barely like my first house upgrade so i'm not too far into it maybe like a few hours but i know there's where i've seen videos take off i mean this island just goes into the, like this huge modern like society and you could even recreate the rivers on your islands it just it just there's so much to do 
and I'm barely scratching the surface with like five to six hours in. Well, and that's the really weird thing too. Like, I'm glad you touched on the time aspect of it because it it does portion the game out in a way where it doesn't let you it doesn't let you get overwhelmed on the beginning. It you can't like there's terraforming in this game that nobody who has a legitimate copy of the game that was purchased on the street date has access to yet because time has to actually pass. Um, I'm on my fourth day of playing, I think, and I just got a store for the first time uh, this morning. I woke up at 8 a.m. The game kind of, it's its day starts at 8 a.m. And I woke up this morning at 8 a.m., turned the game on, and I the store I had been building for the last four days finally finished. But now it's also changed a big portion of the game because now I can't sell stuff all the time. Now there's um, hours of... I think it's 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Like right now, if I tried to go sell stuff, the store's closed. I can't go in there. Anything I didn't buy today is now gone. And what happens instead is I can drop things off and get 80% back, but it's pushing that patience level. It's like, hey, or you can chill and go to bed and wake up tomorrow morning and get full price for stuff. Or even if I drop the stuff off right now to try to get that 80% back, I don't get it till the morning. So I there's it just it forces you to slow down and just kind of appreciate and say, okay, you know what? I've kind of tapped out all the money making stuff I can do for the day. If I still want to play this game now, it's about just kind of the chill, relaxing. I'm gonna go do fishing. I'm gonna go design stuff, whatever it is. But it just forces you to to just pace yourself and enjoy this as time goes on. And again, like I said, I really need that right now. So that's if you're not a filthy cheater, though, right? Where you're uh, changing, yeah, yeah. Way to go, Mike, for posting that in our super secret club. I was like, ooh, I am not for that. I'd rather just it, go through the emotions of the game. It, and that's the thing is, I posted it, and I haven't done it. Like, I have the ability to do the infinite item duping, but like, the point of this game for me is the journey. Like, it is about. It's about the frustration of like, hey, I got to wait a day for this to go. Oh, shit, I didn't get enough stuff done. Now I have to wait a whole extra day because I really want this part. And to get it correctly, I have to – it takes time. Well, so you, you, you posted uh, it though, Mike, and I'm, I'm <laughs> disappointed. I'm not mad. You know, just it was disappointed. Just disappointed. <laughs> I want to see who, who does it, and then we're kicking them out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, if there is nothing left to do for the day – like, I haven't, I haven't played the game um i mean is there still stuff to do for the day like what if i still want to play the game yeah you can still like hunt bugs and fish and and that's the thing too is like every day that goes by there's more stuff you can do like today i gained access to a ladder so now i can go to the second tier on islands and so like now now every island i go to is a little bit bigger for me and i get access to a handful more things so like every day you play the game there's definitely more stuff you can do and more you can fill the day with that takes away from like, you know what? I don't need to concentrate on making money tonight because they're closed. Instead, I'll go concentrate on these other three parts of the game that are now unlocked for me. Like tonight, I'm literally going to make furniture to get three more people to move to my island. <laughs> and then it sounds like a lot of this stuff is kind of uh, pro- procedural, right? Like not everyone has the same things. Everything is procedural. Like you, people don't even get the same starting animals on their island. The only things that are the same for everybody is you're a villager, and there's Tom Nook and his two trash kids. <laughs> That's where everything is. Like everything's different for everybody. Like what it's random. What fruit you get that natively grows on your island. It's random. Um, what uh, biomes it generates for you to choose from. It's random. 
when you do the thing where you go to random islands just to collect resources, you pay money to fly there. That island is generated for you in that moment. They tell you when you go to leave it, they're like, hey, anything you've left on the ground is gone because we're never going to come back to this island. This island is now forever gone for, for you. And so it does a really good job of just really encouraging you to just kind of plot it out and play smart and, and again, slow down and take your time with it because it's not going anywhere. And have you guys done any of the uh, like kind of social online features? Not yeah, I've yet. Actually, I, oh, not yet oh, for go, me. Go, go, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I opened up, uh, so it's really just this, this, the finish on the game. It's just incredibly cute. Um, when you when you open up the your island online play, the way people jump in is you actually have to watch their flight board as they fly into your island. On their screen, they actually get to see the overhead as the pilot tells them the time of day and the temperature, and they see you waving at them. And then they just show up on your island, and you guys go mess around. It turns off things like they can't destroy anything of yours, but they can, like, say, trample flowers. But they can't do anything permanently damaging to your island. Bitches. But um, it's really cool because they also don't inhibit you trading. Like, if there's a if there's a material you need and friends of yours have it, it encourages them, hey, jump to their island, drop stuff off for them. That was all I had. <laughs> have, you, have you done anything, Alex, with the online stuff? No, it was crazy. Is is one of the few games where my my brothers have it, my cousin has it, and I, I know a few people um, that are playing the game. But you have to wait a day, f- even for the airport to be uh, to be available. So this is day two of me playing the game, and I am not as far as I thought I would have been. Uh, working from home is a lot harder than uh than what I imagined it. <laughs> I've been playing. I've been actually working quite a bit more hours than. Um, than normal, so that hasn't helped me at all. And plus, my my daughter thinks it's a very cute uh, game, which it is. Um, but but that but it's dangerous. I need to girl. relax. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play hardcore games like Doom because she's around. I can't play cute games when she's around because she wants it. <laughs> <laughs> and I let her have both because I'm a sucker. <laughs> so you have to play your no, favorite game, Spreadsheets. <laughs> no, I what I do is I get a free game that she likes to play and distract her, and I run run away and and, <laughs> and go go buy some bread and don't come back for two hours. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully it's not milk in like eight years. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I think that's what happened to my dad, <laughs> but the game wasn't even out. I don't need him. <laughs> what does he want me, man? I'm glad we were able to what work does he want me? want me? <laughs> it's not your fault. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> what was really? What did funny you name your me? island? What did you name your island? Because I'm watching Parks and Rec, I named it Pawnee because I was extremely tired, uh, and it's the only thing I could think of. Me too. I named mine Serenity because of the episode. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Serenity sounds good. And I was like. I was like, the island name doesn't matter. No one's ever going to see it. Fast forward to the second everybody starts playing with me. They see like, now now landing in. The, I'm like, oh, come on. All right, cool. <laughs> Everyone sees I could not think. You're that guy. What was really funny is I've never had uh, people that were, I, I think this game is going to benefit of coming out right place, right time, because I think it's the kind of game we all need right now. Um, but it's wild because like every friend I have that's on Switch, it's the only game I'm seeing anybody play. And the other day, the first time I opened up, because when you want to play online, you have to go to your airport and you actually open up your gate to accept arrivals. And I opened the gate and it legitimately took 
30 seconds. I opened it because one of my friends was like, hey, I need weeds. Can I go to your island and get some? So I was going to let her come pick up weeds for me. So I opened the gate for her. Before she could get to my island, three other friends of mine were just like, oh, hey, what's up? And all of a sudden, I just got this crew of people walking around my island, like just looking at everything, touching everything. And see, then we just did a weird fruit we're exchange. In a, we're, in a we're in a pandemic. Well, see, we did this thing where we all give each other fruits that are from not native areas. Nothing bad's ever happened from that. I also introduced some flora <laughs> and fauna to their islands. I just watched the episode of The Simpsons where they go to Australia and Bart lets go, uh, let, let's lose a frog that ruins the country. I had a tarantula that if I could have let it go loose, I was going to go, I wanted to go let it loose on somebody's uh, island. That tarantula bit me and knocked me out, but I took that son of a bitch down. Uh, I think that's all I got for video games. Yeah, I think that is it for also just this episode. We went on a little bit longer than expected. We did want to talk about some modern conspiracy theories, but we're just going to do a whole episode on that by itself. You're welcome. And well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it on another bidet. Ah, dang it. Do we want to do that? I mean, no, save it. save it's the it. only way I do it, but yay, spoilers, guys. Alex is going to have an adventure before the yeah, next time we the speak. Money. Alex, you, I, you, I need you to do this. I need you to put that thing on your toilet real bad. Uh, by tomorrow. Well, by and tomorrow. I need, sp- <sighs> I need you to spray your butthole with it. God, do I like, Alex, do I like Alex, live stream it? Alex, shut up for a yes. second. And for once, can you just can you just pay attention to your butthole for me? Just treat your butthole so good. But just think about Matt and I when you do it. Just imagine how happy we're all going to be when we're pl- when our buttholes are just so happy together. Can we like get a like a Facetime each other and just like no, I, bidet at the same time? I, I need a live react. Just, I'm going to break the quarantine and just go hold your hand while you deal with it. <laughs> I'm just going to be sitting that. in the toilet holding your hand and just making <laughs> gonna, sure you I'm, know you're always, I, I'm, I'm always so, there for you. And are there like the, different... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll control the spray. Yeah, one of us will hold your hand. The other one's just going to turn the nozzle. But just know we're there is for it, you. Is it like a... like a? Is there different like amount of force? Is oh, the there's same, definitely like, different space? amounts of force, it's, my no, friend. It's literally, oh. it's, it's literally like a, it's like a captain's chair. Like you got to tilt the thing back the further back you tilt the 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 more intense it is and look man you don't don't make the mistake i did this isn't a car you don't turn it like a key you finesse it upward (laughs) or else you bleed oh god (laughs) but it's cool if you bleed it cleans it rip and tear until it's done that's how i go that is it's like it's like a pressure wash for your undercarriage (laughs) that's exactly what it is (laughs) So this and more on the next episode of Three Hours Later. Um, but before we go, we have an announcement for Patreon. We did a what? We got no, I'm just fucking with um, Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and just because of everything going on right now, um, it just feels a little weird taking people's money for what amounts to us bullshitting for like two hours a week. Um, and we're in a fortunate position where right now we don't need that money. And I know... Nobody's giving us so much that I, I, God, I hope nobody's giving us enough that it's breaking them. But for the foreseeable future, um, we're just going to go ahead and put the Patreon on pause. Everyone who has outstanding stuff they're due from Patreon, you're going to get it in the next week or so. I'm also putting together a small care package for all you guys just because you're awesome and I cannot tell you how much we appreciate you. But it just feels weird. If you got five bucks to give us, there's so many better things you can give that $5 to currently. Um, and I'd rather, uh, you know, I think we'd all rather see people do that. And so we're, we're going to do a nice relaunch later in the year, hopefully, when things are a little bit more back to normal. 
um, and just get back to that'll be kind of our official. We're getting back to normal too, but we all just kind of agreed. It just felt it felt weird just asking people to give us money when, goddamn, if you can't find something better than us to give that money to, you're doing something wrong with your life. But thank you. We will call the relaunch the Boys Back Town. Yeah. And, uh, but we're, we're not leaving respons- town. That would be irresponsible. We're staying. We're staying socially conscious. Well, I'm not going in into houses. town. I tell you that. The gang gets six feet apart, but still together in a relaunch. <laughs> I'm Advice. only going into town because I'm essential, guys. It's the most, <laughs> it's the most affirming thing I've ever been told. I'm be Are people buying Blu-rays? I'm like, I need my essential Blu-ray, a Frozen Two. Spe- you know what? Speaking of Blu-ray, I'm. Uh, I wanted to bring it up earlier, but I couldn't find a streaming copy of Kung Fu Hustle, and it's making me mad. Because I want the dub version, because it's great. I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you. Anyway, uh, we, we already have a response from uh, Brian from uh, Patreon. Just says, I love you guys. And I like to say that we love you too, Brian. I wrote it in the message. I meant it. We do. Anyway. That should where, be where we ended us? it right there. Just like completely <laughs> no socials. We're just done. <laughs> On a sad note, we love you, Brian. Bye. <laughs> we, could, we could do that. Oh, no. We got to put the socials in. Find us on Twitter at the number three HRS underscore later and Facebook and Instagram, the number three HRS later. No underscore because people are a-holes and still won't give us the three hours later. We all rightfully deserve and support us on Podchaser and iTunes. Except Podchaser unfollowed us. They're doing this weird thing. But eh, do his rating there too. Why not? And we're 55 reviews in iTunes. I would love for us to end this year with 100. So iTunes it up. And you can follow all of our links at Linktree. That's linktr period ee forward slash three hours later. Remember, stay away from me. We're in a quarantine. Uh, Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, guys.